Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at bullying life and stuff at bullyinglifeandstuff.com. Welcome to the podcast review show, hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from podcasttalentcoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at podcast. All right, well, welcome to the podcast review show. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Eric, who do we have on the show tonight? Dave, we are joined tonight by Rhonda Orr. Rhonda is the host of Bullying Life and Stuff podcast that we're going to review tonight, but she's going to pivot into a brand new show called Bully Buster. Rhonda, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I so appreciate being on with you too. You're, you're my mentors. <laughs> well, we are honored to have you. What, what inspired you to start the podcast? The podcast was because I felt like I could reach a much broader audience and I could give an extended, expounded view rather than just the column. As a columnist, I got 500 words and I was sharing them with my writing partner, Dr. Sherry L. McDonald, who's a therapist. And I just, there were things I wanted to just give my opinion on that, you know, I had to be a little more restrained. And I wanted to also share the program I developed, my Triangle of Triumph program, and wanted to make sure that I could reach a lot more people with a more you know, tone of voice, a better communication vehicle than just words on a paper, newspaper. Yeah. I remember when I went from having a blog to a podcast, somebody said you went from being words on a page to an actual person. Like somehow that tone of voice helps. Who's uh, yeah. who's the target audience for your podcast? It's really geared towards parents and just about anyone who's involved with classes for children. It was first targeted to my nonprofit girls, young girls, ages nine to 13, but then their moms and their grandmas got involved with it and kind of spiraled into the schools because I speak at schools and juvenile detention schools and those types of organizations. So it's targeted towards the parents. It's not really for children, although some older teens and and young adults, it's good for them too. Where does your articles appear? They were in the Arizona Republic until I mentioned God. Scathing letter. You you can't proselyte, even though they had a prayer page every day, you know, every Sunday. But in any case, I refused to take the word God out. So that went away. And then I was in the Quad Cities in Arizona, uh, Prescott Valley, those areas, about 200,000 people for that newspaper. And just about when I was going to syndicate, I thought, you know what, the podcast thing is a much better reach, uh, a much better opportunity. And like you said, Dave, my personality, my realness, uh, who I am can come across and help more than that. Yeah, I would agree. Your voice sounds great on the podcast and it's very, very comforting. You know, when, when we're dealing with bullying and dealing with sensitive subjects, I love your approach on the show and just your tone of voice and the way that you carry yourself. It, it It's very powerful. So I'm looking forward to diving into it tonight. Thank you. It's my passion, my mission in life. Yeah. 
Tone of voice is so important, especially when you're you're talking about sensitive subjects. So that's where it really does come into play. So we're going to listen to, I believe, if I remember right, this is like the first minute and 10 seconds or so of the show, just kind of how you kick it off. Being excluded or ostracized is an invisible form of bullying. And this is the worst form of bullying that girls do to other girls. They don't leave bruises, and therefore we often underestimate its impact. Enchanted Sky Media. From the cool pines of Prescott, Arizona, this is Bullying Life and Stuff, the podcast where Rhonda Orr answers your questions about life's problems. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, traveling and speaking on diverse topics, from business management to fear. Arizona's top radio host, Dave Fone, has called her Arizona's leading expert on bullying. She's been a life coach for over 30 years and has founded two nonprofits addressing abuse. Rhonda's writing partner is Dr. Sherry L. McDonald. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist and crime victim specialist working in Westlake Village, California. Now, here's Rhonda. Welcome back. One of the basic human needs is to feel like we belong with others. That's why intentionally being left out, it hurts so much. So there we go. Right to the content. Eric, I'll let you go first. I like the opening clip. It's that that little clip of you really set the episode up well. Once we get into the recorded intro, I think you're trying a little too hard to get a little too much into the intro. And the intro kind of becomes about nobody in particular, it really isn't focused on anyone because we talk about Rhonda or answers your questions about life's problems. Well, I got a lot of them and we're probably not going to deal with half of them on the show. So I think we, we need to take that and focus that a little bit more on what exactly are we talking about? Is it marriage problems? Is it youth problems? Is it specifically on bullying? Is it work problems, problems with my car? I don't know. What kind of problems are we talking about? So I think we kind of need to focus that a little bit more. And then as you're you're talking about your background, you have such a varied background in a lot of great success in your background. We try and get it all in and it, and it becomes this nondescript sort of uh, background for you. You talk about from business management to fear. Now, there, that's a wide mm-hmm. expanse. So how can we narrow that down and focus on one particular individual? We talked a little earlier that your show is primarily for moms and grandmothers, you know, helping their, their daughters specifically get through the, the trials of adolescence. And so how can we take this introduction and really fine tune it to them and take out a lot of the stuff that might not pertain to that, like business management. I'm not sure if we're talking to moms and grandmas on how to get their 14 year old to make it through middle school and into, into high school. Does that business management really lend to your credibility as much as you've been a syndicated writer on bullying or that you've been, Mm. that you've helped other people through it. So I think there's a little too much in your introduction that really doesn't hit home with your target listener. Does that make sense for you? It does. It makes a lot of sense. And I understand what you're saying. I think what I was trying to do is emphasize the fact that I develop programs 
that I, I've been the conceptualizing developer and implementing educational programs. That's what I did for 30 years just to try to lend credibility to my triangle of triumph and that it wasn't just willy nilly. I Rhonda decided, you know, this is the answer to life, right? you know, that there was a lot of methodology involved, but I I, I like that. I I like that approach. And I think playing up that part of your background makes sense. I think we just need to find a little different way to word it. You say you're an award-winning executive trainer Traveling and speaking on diverse topics from business management to fear. So how can we restructure that sentence to talk about Rhonda's developed training programs over 30 years that have helped people conquer many aspects of life's challenges? And today, she primarily focuses on the the youth of the world and how we can help them have more confidence and succeed at life or something like that. That's perfect. That's perfect. That sounds a lot better. It's more concise. I see that. Yeah, it definitely plays on your background and, and the, the awards that you've won and the great things that you've done. But we tweak it just a little bit to be super focused on your on your target listener. OK. Yeah, because like right now I could say I have an associate's degree in electronic engineering, which is true. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't remember Ohm's law at this point. That was like the thing that got beat into my head being an electrician. But you know, nobody cares. I did like the thing that jumped out to me that it was just. Again, I'm not sure if this. It kind of applies to bullying, but just the fact that you've been a life coach for 30 years because I hear the phrase life coach mm-hmm. all the time, and I was like, wow, she was a life coach before it was cool to be a life coach. Right. Yeah. So, we didn't even call it that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think as you come out of. Help. As you come out of that executive training sort of thing, you go into Life Coach for 30 years. You founded two nonprofits addressing abuse. You're Arizona's leading expert on bullying. That all plays into our target listener. Like that, that sentence before just needs a little tweak before we get into that part to really demonstrate your authority in the space. I I agree. Thank you. And then tell us a little bit about Dr. Sherry. Dr. Sherry L. McDonald is an amazing author and therapist in Westlake Village, California. And I met her by, because of my own experiences. You know, I grew up with childhood sexual and physical uh, and emotional abuse and chose all the wrong men until Scott, my husband now. And uh, so I actually had a husband that tried to have me murdered. And I went to her and she was very astute and a great writer. And I went, I saw her for about a year, but then we became friends. And so we became writing partners because I'm not a therapist and I don't want to damage any children or anyone, you know, by what I might say. So it was great to have her expertise lended to what I'm saying, because people would write into us. I would choose the column, write it, and then write an answer and then she would add to or take away or say, you know, please don't, don't ruin this child's life. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, she's so she kind of, she kind of cross checks your work to make sure that you're not yeah. saying anything you shouldn't be or anything right. inaccurate. Right. Okay. That makes sense. We're not actually writing right now together. So, I mean, we might start doing that again if, if, if it needs to be, but basically I'm on my own. 
Got okay. it. As far as my opinion. Because I know the one thing in the intro is they mentioned, you know, her name and the fact that she's from California. And I think it, I think that was in your notes too, Eric. You're kind of like, do we need to know that she's from California? Because just the fact that it's, her, her name starts with the phrase doctor, for me at least, is enough. We just throw in extra stuff that on one hand, it's like if she was a doctor in New York versus California, does that make a difference or Omaha? Or yeah, I just thought it was kind of odd that we we play up Sherry quite a bit in the intro, but she's not in the podcast anywhere. Now, she may have helped craft the answer or fact check our answer or something like that. But it, it to me, the fact that she's a doctor and a licensed marriage and family therapist and a crime victim specialist that that kind of says everything we need to know like but okay. but then maybe we add a little part in there where each week the two of us answer questions from listeners or something like that where her credibility kind of plays into our answer or something like that the fact that and and then maybe she wants to wants it to be mentioned that she's working in Westlake Village California so she can get some clients <laughs> that out makes there I don't sense. know maybe, maybe that's part of the reason it just felt kind of out of place that the show's from the cool pines of Prescott, Arizona. And then, oh, by the way, but Sherry, she lives out in California. I don't know how, where that all comes from. It's kind of just weird. I, I see what you're saying. And I, and I think in over-information, I was trying to explain this very convoluted way of how we got together. My nonprofit started and she was a, a board member of my nonprofit and that's how we became writing partners. And really, I didn't need any of that. I see exactly yeah. what you're saying. I mean, in the same way that I don't care how John Lennon met Paul McCartney. I just know they're really good together. And in a way, uh, sticking with the the Beatles theme here, she's a little bit like the George Martin. Like George Martin was kind of behind uh-huh. the scenes because we'll, we'll talk about your website a little later, but there's not much about her on the website. So it was kind of like... You know, she gets a huge shout out at the beginning, and obviously she's a, a big part of this, but it was kind of like, I, I was kind of like, okay, well, where is she? And, you know, there's a <laughs> little bitty blurb. And, and so that was not really so much bad. It was just kind of confusing to me. Like, wait. What? So the, the whole purpose of the introduction of a podcast is to kind of let people know what this podcast, not the episode, but the podcast overall is all about. Like, I'm going to give you the 30 seconds. Tell me what this show's all about, if I'm in the right place, and why I should listen to you. Go. And then that's what the introduction's all about. So the introduction tells me what your authority is and what we discuss on the show. So here's the show. We're talking about bullying. We're helping young women get through adolescence and, and fight the, the same fight we all fight. And here's my background. Here's our authority, and now let's get into it. So then we, if we look at it through that lens, mm-hmm. then we go, okay, does the fact that she's from Lake Village, California, really mean anything to the person? Is that going to make them want to listen to the, to the podcast? So if you kind of put it through that filter, it kind of helps you take out the unnecessary phrases and kind of helps you reword and restructure some of the others. Sounds great. The thing I liked about the episode, it was... To me, it seemed well thought out. You didn't take really too many tangents anywhere and got right to the point. So once the intro is done, it's like, boom, and you just started going into it. But at the very beginning, for me, at least, there were two little baby things that had me go. And the first one was this one. This week, we heard from a woman whose friend 
has been shunned by her family. So this was right after the intro, and you said this week we heard from. And right. and my original my my initial reaction was like, wait, did I miss something? Because you referred to her in the past tense instead of today's question comes from because it's coming. Oh. Oh, and you said okay. it in past tense, and it's like today we heard from so and so, and I don't know if you had that reaction, but for me, Eric, I was like, wait, did I? Just because it was past tense, I was like, yeah, I think trying to restructure the column for the podcast episode, there's a few things that can trip you up if you don't know what you're looking for. We write very differently than we speak, and so. If this were in a column and I could tell him at the very beginning of the, the column and you say this week we heard from a young lady or it's just the questions up there, we kind of we can kind of visualize the structure of the column where if, when it's a podcast and we're just reading what we've written, it becomes a little more difficult to follow because we're not speaking in a conversational tone. We're speaking in a formal sort of writing tone. So we kind of have to tweak it a little bit in order to make it easier to follow. Good. And then the other one, and we we talk about this a lot on on this show, is the curse of knowledge. And you, well, I'll just play this clip and then I'll explain how it kind of confused me. Dear Rhonda and Dr. Sherry, my best friend and I work together. Her sister also works with us. Her family liked her first husband better than the guy she just Mary, her family or liked her and i'm like who's her the friend <laughs> or the sister and or i the, yeah. or the or the girl writing in yeah like i wasn't i when you threw in her there i was like okay which her are we talking yeah. about because i got lost there as well and so that's where i was like i'm glad to hear you got confused because i'm like is this just because i i always think kind of logically and, and when i in teaching, you always have to get super specific. So it's not like the link over there. It's like the link on your website. Here it is. It's very specific. Or And I, I found myself now doing that. Instead of saying it's or they or he, it's the brother or the name or whatever. Um, and that just for me, I was like, wait, who's? And I actually went back and listened again. I'm like, wait a minute. Who are we talking about? And then just the just through your voice inflection, I'm like, I think we're talking the sister here. So that that was just again, it wasn't like a, a deal breaker, but it was just like as I'm listening, I'm like, wait, okay, because I'm trying. You thought we were talking about the sister? I thought we were talking about the friend. Oh, not the friend. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it was it, it was her best friend, and then well, it was her. You know, yeah, you're right. I, I, not the I sister, the friend. I think that's where, for instance, when I grew up, I, I never knew what normalcy was, so I read. Dear Ann Landers, mm-hmm. to kind yeah. of figure, oh, what do I do about this? Or is this normal? Is that normal? Whatever it is, because of the dysfunction that we all have. But, you know, it, it did help me. And that's really one of the reasons I became a columnist. And when somebody writes you a letter that involves uh, a couple of people, I, I'm thinking I probably, even in the column, should have just simplified it. And yeah, do, was, did it really matter that? that we mentioned the sister. Cause as I followed the story along, I couldn't tell if the sister had any role in the story other than the fact well, that she's she the one there. ostracizing. No, she's, she was the one ostracizing her sister. Gotcha. So it was her, all this whole problem yeah. stemmed from her sister. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, that's embarrassing. That you, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of hers and she's, and we, I was, 
I was getting all t- twisted up. Okay. It was just, it was just it. a little difficult to follow it. And we'll kind of get into this a little bit, but there there's times when you're reading what you've written and and it's a little stiff and it's very grammatically correct. And then there's parts where you kind of get out of that and you start telling us the story and you start talking to us like you would normally talk to us. And you can hear your inflection change and you can hear your your approach change. And I would suggest as you as you're doing this, you kind of tell us the story rather than read us the story, because it's a lot easier for us to follow when you're telling a story rather than reading it, because their stories aren't written stories aren't meant meant to be read out loud. They're they become difficult to follow because when you're reading it, you can see the words and you can you can connect the dots. And when you're hearing it, it's much more difficult to do that if you're not telling it in a way that's meant to be heard. Yeah. I agree. I I understand what you're saying because I I've evolved now that the next podcast I'm going to do won't have any of that. Perfect. Yeah. There'll be no right reading except maybe a statistic. <laughs> yeah, the thing you did that was good was when you did switch from one to the other, I noticed you were always really good at going quote, which meant, hey, we're going back to <laughs> the thing. So you kind of could tell when you were switching gears, but you're definitely switching gears. Something I thought you did really good, because if I say right now, man, this one day I walked into my house, I walked up the steps and I turned on the lights and the lights are in my face and I was so tired, I couldn't even pick up my toothbrush. All right, right now you have a picture in your head of a bathroom. And we all have a different picture of a bathroom. Some of us have round lights around the mirrors. Some of us had old fluorescence, things like that. And so when you started talking about the triangle, I had an idea of the triangle. And then you did this. And I was like, oh, that was so cool. So the triangle goes like this. Victim on one side, survivor on the other side, and leader at the bottom. And it sounds silly, but just by doing that, I instantly like we were it was like you're at a chalkboard and I just saw you draw it in front of me. (laughs) And the the, oh, the theater of the mind started to go in and I was like, okay. And so I know it sounds, but to me, I was like, that was just a really cool thing. Cause I just watched mm-hmm. it appear right in my, it was on a green chalkboard with white, you know, it was kind of, wasn't PowerPoint oh. yet, but yeah. So I thought that was cool. And Eric, any other thoughts before we get to it, the, the thing that was nice about it, like I said, it was, I think it's clocked in around 15 minutes. So you went through the, is it the five C's or three C's? Five C's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the five C's I thought were were solid. Like that's kind of the 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 whole point of the story. I thought maybe you could tease that a little more up front as you come out of the question. You know, what do we do? How do we do? And if you talk about, you know, the five C's are a real powerful tool to help you get through this and it will help you become a great leader and then lay out the story and the kind of the foundation of it and your triangle and then get into those five C's. But we don't hit the five C's until uh, 11 minutes into the episode of a 15 minute episode. And that's kind of really the, the whole crux of of what you teach. So I would just, you don't necessarily have to get into it and explain the five C's clear up front, but just tease the fact that it's coming and that, I have a great solution for you and, and, you know, using our, our theory of the five C's could really help you navigate your way through issues like this or something like that. Yeah, it was good stuff. And uh, well, we'll get to your website here in a second, but in fact, let's just, let's get to the end of the show and then we'll get to your website. So 
Again, you wrapped it up nice and neat, and it sounded like this. That's our show for this time. If you have a problem and you'd like me and Dr. Sherry to give you our opinion, just head over to our website. It's bullyinglifeandstuff.com. You can send me an email there. You can also listen to my archived podcast. We've covered so many topics, but we're always happy to accept more. I'm Rhonda Orr. Until next time, let's build civility for a new generation. Bullying, life, and stuff is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. If you want to connect with Rhonda, go to our website, bullyinglifeandstuff.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you should. That way you'll never miss an episode. And now we dance, Eric. <laughs> the thing I love about the clothes is that it's focused. Mm. I think you you are probably the most focused clothes we've ever listened to. Oh, wow. It's, the Thank whole clothes is go to the website. Yeah, I love it. It's it's nice and clean. You say go to the website, uh, send us an email. You can get it right there. You can listen to archive podcasts. But the whole call to action is go to the website. Then your voice guy comes in and he says, go to the website. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I was like, yes, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Home run on the close because it we had multiple things we could do, whether it was subscribe or send an email or listen to the archives. But the whole point of it was go to the pod, go to the website. Yeah. Cause there's multiple things you can do and it's all at the website. And we gave the website address twice. Yeah. I thought the clothes was clean and got me right where I needed to be. Yeah. I always call that the, the website sandwich because it's if you, where you have like, Hey, here's the website is, you know, uh, this and then you can do this, this and this. And that website again, in this case, it was done by the voiceover guy. So you're you're kind of doing multiple calls to action, but it's really one call to action, which is go to the website. So yeah, I'm with Eric. I thought it was neat and tidy, and the voiceover guy is awesome. Who did you, did you? Was that a Fiverr guy or was that a music? Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, well that... Scott mixed it in, of course, uh, with the music, with the music and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it sounded great. And actually, that's the other thing: the audio, the the whole thing, the the beginning, the intro. There wasn't anything. I looked at your levels; those were fine. Everything was spot on, so sounded great. And you know, I'm excited to hear the 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 new episode, the new podcast that you pivot to with uh, Bully Buster, because it's a lot a lot more of you. And you talked about it not being straight out of the column; it's going to be more you answering questions. It's which, not gonna, when, yeah. when you get into that mode, I can really feel a connection with you when you do that because I feel like you're answering from the heart. It wasn't a calculated, scripted sort of column. It w- It's something that you just naturally have a warmth for. And there are times in this episode where you get to that and it's it doesn't feel as rigid as as it does when you when you read it's not that you read bad it's just it doesn't have the warmth that your natural speaking tone does and so when you get into doing it doing the the bully buster podcast i wouldn't just go off the cuff i would i would suggest you create an outline with some bullet points and even some phrases that you'd like to use just not full sentences that will keep you pinned to the to the script if you have phrases and words and key points you want to include lay that out in a in an outline sort of form that you can follow along and use that to help frame the story that you tell 
but then tell me the story rather than reading it to me. And if you do that, you're going to be spot on. Well, I really appreciate that because I feel a new sense of freedom. I'm not, you know, it's not cumbersome to have all that information and have to read it and get it out. I can just be me. And that's one of the big reasons I want to do the Bully Buster is I can share more of my passion and I feel like I can be more succinct in trying to offer help and capture somebody's story. Because even years back, I used to do, as an actor, when I was in my 20s, a million years ago, I I used to interview. I did a lot of interviewing of celebrities and those types of things. And to not have a script and to just be fully focused on another human being, it just seems like you can help and you can have the clarity that you can solidify your message. So I appreciate that that help. I'm well, excited. You can, you can usually tell when people are reading rather than rather than speaking because the words are very exact. There's no there's no space for thought. There's no ums. There's no I, I started saying the wrong word and I started saying the right word over again. But when you st- when you speak naturally in this particular episode, I could tell because there were times where you would say and then you would, well, I'm what I meant to say, and you would start over like you would in normal conversation. But when you were reading, you wouldn't. It was very exact. And when you listen to podcasts, you can tell when it's being read and when it's being told because the, the telling is so much more fluid and not so exact. I appreciate that. Are you going to keep this podcast going as well as the bully buster or not at this point, okay. Beca- uh, because I don't think as you were mentioning, I don't think people really want to go through someone's written story. I think having one question, which is my goal, yeah. uh, one question and a topic for the week. So for instance, victimhood and zero in on someone's particular question and just sticking to that for five to seven minutes and really trying to target in on a little bite that somebody can have every day to help them because people are a not defining themselves well and b the our kids they don't even have a clue what that means or what a value is or those types of things and it's just our culture needs a shift you know it it needs the civility and People don't know exactly what that even means, you know. Yeah, the reason I ask is what you can. I, I know this show is is fairly new, and you might say, "Well, we don't really have that much of a following." You can still have that following redirected to your new podcast. So any audience you have built up, instead of just saying, "Well, all right, we're done with that one," moving on and starting from scratch, you can actually go over, and it's all behind the scenes. And you could, you know, maybe put out an episode and say, "Hey." We're rebranding ourselves to Bully Busters. You don't have to do a thing. You're just going to see the artwork change and things like that. And basically behind the scenes, you can redirect it to your new website and your new podcast. And that way, however many listeners you have, instead of starting from ground zero, you're not starting from ground zero. And to me, every single listener, you know, it's hard to get. It's sometimes you're just like, oh, <laughs> I can just get two more. You know, can I get, can I get yeah. any any more listeners? Uh, is, is Sherry going to be part of the new one or is it just you solo? It's just me. 
Okay. Just me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you are going to keep a few of these best of? Uh, well, I was going list? to put the top 10, but I'm open to suggestions. I mean, do you, th- I, I'm thinking I don't need to have all of them because some of them are just not even relevant anymore. Uh, there's not a lot of bullying, roasting going on and things like that. Or do you think I should just put them all up? I, I, I'm open to your suggestion. Well, on if that. you use Dave's suggestion where you just redirect and kind of keep going, I don't see any any harm in it. It's not like we're going from talking about bullying to talking about chefs. You know, it's not we're not. <laughs> That's a know, good we're, thing. <laughs> we're not going completely out of the realm. We're still in the in the same sphere. So I I wouldn't see any problem, Dave. What about you? No, nah, it's, 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 it's like you said, if it's, oh, it's, uh, the website has formula one racing and, you know, <laughs> diabetic cooking. No, it's, it's that's right. not going to work. Nobody wants to see me cook. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but well, the, the website you have now is mm-hmm. nice and neat and clean. When you come to, I love the fact you have big giant subscribe buttons here on the right hand side. And again, right now, this is it bullying life. And I love the fact the and stuff part that I haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> Cause to me, it's like, this is serious, but it's the and stuff is like, okay, it's not super. It's not going to be dry and boring, I guess is a, a way of looking at that. Yeah. We all go through some stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and also, you know what I was thinking and stuff because people write to me, I, I have a, I had a po- uh, podcast about the malls. And Dave, I heard one of your shows recently about yeah. this too, about the state of malls. Mm. And people think, what do malls have to do with bullying? But you know, it has to do with culture. And so the bullying life and stuff, really the end goal is to change culture. Mm. And so, yeah, having stuff is... It's nice to have relevant. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's nice to have stuff. <laughs> so, but I, I like this. When you get here immediately, you kind of know what this is about because you've got your your tagline right here. So, and you've got a player right there so you don't have to search for the player. I will say this, just to show you how deeply going to the website, you have uh, again, it's kind of a running gag on here. You have 20 mm-hmm. seconds of music at the beginning of your YouTube video and that's just not going to work. I don't know if you have somebody that could re-edit that, but I would have maybe yeah, f- 5 seconds and then get right to the content because I was I clicked it and I was like all right, now's the time when we dance. And it was just like, okay, we'll dance a little more and we'll dance a little it more. It would be interesting to go into the YouTube stats yeah. of that particular video and see how long people watch that video and see if the average uh, view is less than 20 seconds. Like see if they even get past that music. Or if there's a, okay. you, you might be able to see where they skip ahead. Cause I was just clicking on going and I had it on the background and I was like, wait, is there is this a loop or something? I did just, it was one of those things again. I was like, Hmm. And then when I looked down and I was like, wow, it's like, I, and it was, I think it was 20 seconds. I was like, yeah, it, I, I'm not a YouTube master, but I know that's, that's not gonna, that's not a good thing. I, I like um, over here on the right, you've got, you have really good titles in this description. And then you might as well lose the Google play. That is so close to being taken out behind the barn. I know at Libsyn, we've already got things in place that the minute that thing, and we may not wait for Google, because right now, if you try to submit a new show to Google Uh Play Music, flip a coin on if their website's going to be up or not. So it's really in bad shape. So we we just tell people now, like, you know, get your link to Google Podcast, which 
Google Podcast is global. Google Play was only North America. They're just it's it's total. It's like here's peanut butter and jelly, and over here we have chocolate covered fish sticks. It's like nobody wants the chocolate. You just <laughs> get that out of here. So, ooh, that's horrible. Yeah, um, but and you've got all I'm your ready to eat dinner. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I like the front page, the the episode list. For me, I think your headlines are so great when we when this comes up. And I like the the pictures you have here. You kind of start, I start to get a little, to know a little bit more about who you're working with and, and things like that. Eric, what did you think? For me, I, I just, I don't know that I need the date. And most of these are good. It's like, dear Rhonda and Sherry, I'm a member. It's like, there's so very little here that I think if this was just the title, it might be more. I don't know what I, what, what yeah, were your thoughts the contents, on this? Page? The contents evergreen, so the date really doesn't mean much of anything. And if we can't put a, a real eye-catching description in that in that middle column, then I would just go with title by itself. Overall, with the website, I love the clean look of it. Yeah. I, I think it's very easy to navigate. The question I had on this particular page here is: Why do we have Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts in the upper right? But then we have all of the 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 other subscribe buttons on that other page. Like I don't why why are the two disconnected? <laughs> oh, I wish f- I could tell you. I'm I'm sorry. That's a Scott question. <laughs> Scott. You have Apple Podcasts and yeah, Google Podcasts. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on him. Okay. But then down here we have Google Play, Pandora, Spotify. I because I would see all of these down here and go, oh, oh yeah, where's Apple Podcasts? Yeah. And then it's not even in the list. Okay. Yeah, you might want. Google Podcasts, according to Rob there at Libsyn, Google, I mean, Apple Podcasts is like the Mac Daddy. Yeah. Like three out of five podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, listen to on Apple Podcasts. And you have Google Podcasts up there, so there's really no need to have Google Play down in the lower yeah. one. And you might make um, a page that just says subscribe, and then you could have all those other ones there, as well as if you have an email list in the future, you could you could have that there. So I I love the clean look of it. I love the way it's easy to navigate. The one the biggest concern I have was the inconsistency with the fonts on the entire page itself. There are so many different fonts. Hmm. It it looks like it lacks sort of style page. Like it needs a consistent style throughout the whole page itself because your bullying life and stuff with Rhonda Orr is this kind of fun balloon sort of font. And then we get into a sans serif font there with the real questions and real opinions. But then the the title of the episode, now all of a sudden it's kind of a, a fun font. And then we get down a little further and now we're back to like an aerial font and it, it it just seems when when it's multiple fonts like that, it gives sort of a hodgepodge feel to the to the website. There's no consistency that goes all the way through the site itself. So if you could find a color scheme that you might be able to drop in here and there, along with a consistent font, and it doesn't have to be one font. You can use one font for your for your headings and your titles, and then another font for the body. But if we could get a little more consistency with the with your color scheme and with your font, I think that would help just tie the overall feel of the website together a little more. Okay. 
in terms of function and uh, layout, I love that. I love the way it's laid out. I love that it's clean. I'm not bombarded like a like a, a Yahoo website, you know, where it's all <laughs> just coming at me. It's easy to navigate in that sort of thing. There's just a lot of different colors and a lot of different fonts coming at me. Okay. The other thing I was just going to ask is, is part of the goal of this podcast and, and even the new one to get you more speaking gigs? Is that like, yes. okay. Cause there's, yes. this was, I think I just was like, do we see if you can get some more photos of you? Like kind of like this one, like you obviously hear you're speaking, but I can't see how big the group is. And so okay. if you can get a couple group shots, those are always kind of handy where it's like, Ooh, look at, look at Rhonda commanding the group and you know, that kind of thing. And just, and also and I actually have them too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's just one of those, it's like these, this looks like it might be a small group. It might be, you know, and I can see, obviously the thing I also thought was cool. If I sit here and just refresh the page, this picture changes on its own. So obviously, you know, you're, you're speaking to kids and you're helping kids, but I just thought I, when I, when I thought about this, I, I thought, hmm, you know what? I think she's looking for speaking gigs here and I'm not sure that's super abundant here. It's like, cause these are all kind of like, I think you're speaking in this picture, but it's, it's not super obvious. And then this is the, the ne other page here. Cause that's the about Rhonda page. And then there's the dear Rhonda and Dr. Sherry. And this is kind of where I was like, all right, again, Dr. Sherry gets a blurb. So the fact that she was really at the beginning of the show, I understand it now, but I was kind of like, you know, she's, she's, she's a blurb. Here, so I was kind of like, hmm. but now it makes sense that I've I've heard. Let's it. take a look at the homepage one more time. Yeah, let me go up to the top, and of course, you got a nice link there at the top. So, yeah, I if your goal is to get more speaking opportunities, I would make something here really sell that opportunity. I don't know if you can make that rotating photo there in the upper left a link uh, to your speaking opportunities. Or maybe we don't need both Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts over on the right side. Maybe one of those is a, a book Rhonda sort of, or find out how oh, Rhonda okay. speaks at your event. If there's something here above the fold, where as soon as I land on your page, I see, oh, Rhonda has a podcast and she's a public speaker. Like if okay. I can see that here, that would be ideal. That sounds good. I mean, that's that that would make a lot of sense. And I would probably have more speaking engagements. So <laughs> that would be well, that's, a big difference. The other thing, too, you can do, because I had a friend of mine that did a podcast for a year and a half. And I listened to every episode and I asked her how it was going. And I said, you know, I like your show. And she goes, I'm not getting any speaking gigs. I go, I've listened to every episode. I never knew you did speaking. <laughs> and, and she said, okay. and, and she yeah. said, well, I don't want it. We all have this, like, I don't want to be like salesy. And I said, all you have to say was I was speaking at a school this week and one of the students came up and they asked this question. I thought it would be a great episode. So let's talk about this today. And just by saying that, I know that she speaks at high schools and elementary schools and I was at an event speaking. I was a keynote speaker. You don't have to like, look at me. I was just, just talking to your friend. I was at this thing and this kid came up kind of thing. And just by doing that, you can let your audience know I'm available. Like for, for Eric and I, when I was working with a client this week and he was trying to do, yep. you know, it's just an easy way 
without being, you know, this Sunday, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to beat people over the head. <laughs> right. You don't have to beat them over the head with a sales pitch. Yeah. You just have to tell them that's what you do yeah. and how they might find out more information. So it, as Dave was saying in the thing, if you say, you know, I was, I was speaking at a school over the week or, or given a presentation to a rotary club or whatever you do at the end of the episode, you can say, if you'd like to find out more about my speaking opportunities, you can find that at rondor.com. Perfect. There you go. You know, and, that's, that's, and I love the fact you've got this contact page. So it's kind of like however you want Twitter, Facebook, email, yeah. you got your phone number there. I'm assuming that's some sort of Google voice number. No, uh, but it's not my phone number anymore. Okay. Uh, yes, I do need to get a, a Google voice. Yeah. Something that's not a real phone number. Cause as much as I love, what was you, I thinking? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I have a, a Google voice number on my, my website and there are, it doesn't happen a lot. I think I have it set up now to automatically go to voicemail after like midnight, but occasionally I would get, you know, somebody from Germany that saw the phone number and was like, Oh, let's give them a call. I'm like, yeah, I'm on a different time zone. It was great to hear from them. Just not at, you know, three 30 in the morning. So, but I'm with Eric all in all, I thought it was, you know, you've got the share buttons here on the left-hand side, which is great. And you've got a player, which is easy to see. And all in all, I thought the website was, was good. Like I said, if you, if you're looking for more speaking gigs though, I would somehow maybe change up some of these pictures to to show you speaking just so people understand completely kind of what you're going for. There's a, a great book called, oh, and I'm going to, this, I love live stuff like this, Don Miller, Story Brand. And his whole thing is when people go to your website within like five to 10 seconds, do they know like what you do kind of thing? And that's that's easier said than done sometimes when you do multiple things. You're like, ooh, what's the one thing I really want to be? Like, what's the one thing I'm trying to get people to do? And that's that's easier said than done. But his his big catchphrase is, if you confuse, you lose. So it's easier said than done. So but no, that's perfect. Yeah. So so tell us about the So the new show is going to be at what website? It's bullybuster.us. OK. And that and, is uh, you, when is that coming out? When are you going to flip the switch on that? Next week. Next week. Awesome. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I, I thought, like I said, I love the fact your audio sounded great. You got right to the point, aside from the the little bit with the, the mm-hmm. confusion with the her and him. And I think most of that, Eric brought up a great point, just the fact that maybe part of this was bringing a column into a podcast just made a little wrinkle there. But it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like, oh, I'm turning this off now. So <laughs> Eric, any other final thoughts as we start to wrap things up? No, I, I thought it was a great show. The thing I really like about the show is that it addresses one question. Mm. We're not going through a laundry list of things. It's one specific question. It's one specific answer. It's one specific topic. And you did a nice job kind of dovetailing it into your, your area of expertise with the five C's and with the triangle. Overall, I thought it was structured really well. Just a couple of things to touch up and brush up on as you as you pivot and launch the new episode. I hope it uh, turns out fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, this will really help. We're making a new website, by the way, also. So I I appreciate all of this information. Yeah. As someone who has multiple topics in my show, Mm -hmm. if boy, if I could go back to a time machine, because what that really makes a headache for is now what is the headline for this episode? Because like mine was like, well, I did a microphone shootout. But I also was talking about, you know, teachers getting their stuff online. And it's like, mm, boy, if I could go back. And the only reason 
I did that is my audience said we wanted a longer show, but it's like, mm, it makes SEO a whole lot harder on that. So as somebody who does that, trust me, you don't want to do that. Keep it to one question. <laughs> go okay. go deep on that and you'll you'll be much happier down the, the road. Do you have any questions for us as we start to wrap up? We'll be happy to answer any questions you have. Well, I was wondering, so in your opinion, do you feel that I am answering the question? Do you feel that I'm giving the person exactly what they were looking for, that they're going to walk away feeling comforted that they have some solutions that they can take with them? I think so. I think you're giving them their answer and a little more. You know, I think, you know, like all all great philosophers do, they answer the question you're asking, but they also answer the question you should be asking. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of do that. You kind of say, well, I'll show you how to handle this problem with the Band-Aid, but let me show you how to prevent the problem and, and find the cure in the future. And it's this thing over here. So that's what I appreciated about it. It wasn't just a real quick, like, here's a solution for that problem. You kind of gave them the fishing pole and taught them how to fish. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'm also hoping one more thing. I'm finally going to finish my book. And I just want to make sure that I set it up similarly as far as very easy to digest so that it's not overwhelming. And I was hoping to just use the Bully Buster platform rather than any of the Dear Rhonda, Dr. Sherry type of information. Is that something that you think I should do or... I'm feel? I'm confused to do to set up the book. What what do you mean by that? Go by topic instead of letter after letter after letter, but just pick the topic. Well, as you're creating your book, isn't your book going to be about your five C's and the triangle? Well, yes, it's about the five C's and the triangle, but it's also the first 100 columns. That was the original take so that I could use, you know, some of the gems out of different columns and put it underneath a topic throughout the book. I think I'm not a writer. I don't know anything about writing, but uh, for a layman's sort of take on the situation. If you set out to frame the book around the first 100 columns, you're kind of creating this false set of handcuffs on you where you, well, I have to get through a hundred columns. I have to find something to say. And then your five C's have to follow the hundred columns where if you set out to create the framework of the book around the five C's and the triangle, then you find the columns that support your framework, whether that's four columns or 400 columns, I think you're going to find it much easier to populate the framework around the five C's with columns that fit rather than trying to make the five C's fit the hundred columns because you've set this arbitrary number. Okay. I, I just did that. I have a book coming out in July about making money with your podcast. And so it's like, here are the seven ways you do it. Now let's talk about affiliate marketing. And I was like, okay, here's a great example of this. Here's a great example of that. Cause I interviewed a bunch of people and then it was like, okay, now we're going to talk about crowdfunding. Okay, here's Jonathan Oaks. He does Trivia Warfare, and here's this guy. So it was a matter of, here's what I wanted to talk about. What are the best stories to illustrate 
like real life examples of how this works and how to plug it into to life. Because I'm with Eric. I I, I my real my original book that I I put together. I handed it in and and the editor said, okay, which one of these books do you want to put out? And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> and he said, well, you've got, you've got a planning your podcast book. You got to make money with your podcast book. You got a promoting your podcast book. And I'm like, well, I was going to do it. And he goes, no, no. He goes, pick a topic and go with it. So you've got your five C's. I would, I would go with that and then just use the real life examples of like, here's an example of somebody who went through something and here's how this C could help this person kind of thing. I think you've, you've got a home run on that. That way. Yeah, let's, let's take Dave's example and spin it around. Let's say Dave went out and did 20 interviews with podcasters and he's like, okay, well now I need to include Daniel J. Lewis. And he talks about affiliate marketing, <laughs> but I, but I already got Bob over here talking about affiliate marketing. Now, how am I going to make Daniel say something different than what Bob already said? But I have to, uh-huh. I have to use Daniel because I interviewed him and I already said it's going to be 20 interviews or, or, you know, I interviewed Dave and Dave doesn't really give me anything worthwhile to put in the book, but I interviewed him and I said it was 20 interviews. So I have to figure out how to include it. So, or, or I have, I have affiliate marketing, but none of my 20 interviews (laughs) mentioned affiliate marketing. Now, how do I, how am I going to include that? Yeah. So no wonder my book is not done yet. I really appreciate that because, um, I think I have been doing what you were just talking about. Yeah. And it's trying to, trying to, highlight the columns because I'm like, Oh, there's valuable stuff in here. But then the point is like a, you know, a secondary factor. Yeah. It's so knowing, now I'm going to make knowing it the first what to factor. leave out is the, yeah. is the trick. Yeah. Cause I had a couple of interviews. They weren't bad. It's just that somebody gave me, you know, here's a story that was about, you know, a seven, like, wow, even an eight, like yeah. that's a B. And then somebody came with an A plus and I was like, no, we're going to use the A plus one. And it's not that that was a bad story. It's like, mm, I'm going to use this one instead, you know, and people knew that when I interviewed them, they were like, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but you said you want to talk to people that were making money with your podcast. So here's what I'm doing. And some people I was like, that's phenomenal. And other people like, thank you for your time, you know? So, <laughs> you know, it's just, and that's, that's kind of tricky, but that's the, it always goes back to your audience, you know, think about who's going to read your book, who's going to listen to your podcast and what do they need to hear? What's their biggest pain? What's going to really resonate with them? And and that's not always easy at times to figure out, but any other questions we could help you with? No, you just really solidified what I need to do as far as making Bully Buster a hit. So people are like, bing, bang, boom. This is, this is what we can talk about this topic, that topic and FOMO or whatever it might be. And I'm not tied again. I haven't put handcuffs on. Yeah. Awesome. Bad example, but (laughs) yeah. But (laughs) arbitrarily attaching yourself to something that you don't need to. Yeah. You know, undo restrictions. And your new website is going to be what, Rhonda? Bullybuster.us. There we go. And you can reach me at Rhonda at bullybuster.us. There you go. Eric, where can people find you? Find me anytime you'd like over at podcasttalentcoach.com. And Dave, how about you? You can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And here is Wayne to tell you how you can be on the show. Rhonda, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into our show. If you'd like to get reviewed, go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Want to give us a review? Go to podcastreviewshow.com slash iTunes. Links to today's podcast, along with ways for you to connect with us, can be found at our website, 
at podcastreviewshow.com. Looking for an in-depth review? Need some podcasting pointers? Sign up for a coaching session with Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com.